Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Positive Proof Podcast. I'm your host, Parmas Najmi, and I'm so glad that you're here. If you want to listen to more episodes like this one on self-improvement, mindset, and wellness, go ahead and hit that follow button to join the family. I hope everyone is having an amazing morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is, wherever you're listening to this from. If you clicked on this episode, then I genuinely applaud you because it means you are one step closer to making solid changes in your life. And I absolutely love that for you. I love that for us because I am on the same quest that you are and that's to better myself. I think by now we've built a pretty solid positive proof community and no matter where you are along your self-growth journey, I just want to let you know that I'm so proud of you. You're doing absolutely amazing and even if you've got those off days or certain things aren't working out, trust me, eventually they will and regardless, you still got something to be proud of, big or small. So I just wanted to give you that little reminder before we get into this week's episode. Today, we are going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, and that is how to establish healthy habits and the techniques behind it that can make those habits engraved into your lifestyle. I love this topic so much because it applies to literally everybody. Even if you are someone who has already built healthy habits, the information in today's episode will still benefit you because if there comes a day where you want to switch out those habits for new ones, the strategies and techniques we're going to talk about today will help you get there. And if you've read the book, Atomic Habits, then you'll probably be familiar with the points I'll be touching on. And if you haven't read that book, then I highly, highly, highly recommend you add that to your list of books to read because it has definitely been one of the most life-changing books for me. I think I read it in like under two weeks and that's really fast for me since I don't spend too much time reading every day, but it's just such an easy read and so interesting My eyes were literally glued to the page. And so when I was done, I felt like I had the key to making lasting changes in my routine. Now, a little disclaimer, I am by no means an expert, a psychologist, or a neuroscientist, but I do a lot of reading and I've learned a few things in the past few years that have helped me build healthy habits. So I'm just going to share those things with you in hopes that it can help you as well. Healthy habits are seriously so important in your daily life because that is what's going to make those big changes over time. You might not notice on a daily basis what those healthy habits do for you, but in the long run, the benefit of those daily habits, they add up to something so big that then you're able to see like, wow, I've grown so much from doing XYZ every single day. And if you're someone who has a difficult time adopting healthy habits and getting rid of old ones, then you're not alone. It's not an easy task and it requires strategy because to be honest, if we based everything on willpower, then none of us would get anywhere in life. Willpower is just simply not enough and neither is discipline. Discipline is not enough and most certainly motivation is not enough. If you've been relying on willpower, then you can give up putting yourself down and telling yourself you're not disciplined enough because I'd say discipline is like 10% of the equation on getting things done and enforcing healthy habits, in my opinion. The rest is up to your environment, the techniques, and your overall strategy on how to implement your healthy habits. 
And if it's not willpower that you're reliant on, it's probably motivation. And so many people ask me, Parmas, how do you stay motivated? Well, that's also like 10% of the equation. I'm not motivated all the time. The rest all has to do with setting up systems to get to where you want to be. Our brains are designed in a way where we crave instant gratification. And because of this, it makes it extremely difficult to have enough willpower to do the thing that won't necessarily bring any gratification right that second, but maybe later on. And it's by default that we choose the easy route, which is often the unhealthy route because of the way our brains are designed. Unfortunately, the things we want so bad, they don't come with instant gratification. Like if you work out once, you can't expect to have a rocking body the day after. It's going to take months of consistency. Or if you start your own business, you can't expect sales to skyrocket on day one. It's going to, again, take months of trial and error, failures and marketing to get to a solid number of sales. And it's because we've become so accustomed to receiving that instant gratification with so many other things in our day-to-day lives. For example, if you want food, there's fast food drive throughs If you want entertainment, it's a click away on Netflix. If you want to connect with people and keep up to date on trends, it's a few taps away on social media. The products and services available to us nowadays have made it extremely easy to receive that instant gratification, which is exactly why we also go to those things so often. We're not taught in school how to master the art of building new habits. And so how do we expect to get it done without some level of research and knowledge, without nudging our brain? It's a very common theme to know exactly what you need to do, but not be able to make it happen. And I touched on this in the last episode, but I want to go into it more in depth. Before anything, though, I want to explain to you how a habit is carried out. Essentially, it starts off with a cue, which signals our craving, in which we respond and receive the reward. And this four-step pattern gets executed every single time you perform a habit. In other words, the cue is any signal that suggests there's some sort of reward to be found. The craving is the desire to do something to receive that reward. The response is whatever action is carried out in order to receive the reward. And the reward itself is the feeling of satisfaction you get as a result of the action. So let's go over some examples to get a better idea and understand. Let's say you're bored and you have some downtime at work, so you crave some form of entertainment in which you respond by going on social media, and then you're rewarded with new content from creators, friends, acquaintances, and more. Another example, let's say you get a whiff of freshly baked cookies, which sparks your craving for them. You start salivating as a result, and so you respond by eating the cookie in order to satisfy your sweet tooth. Now, this habit loop will continue to occur every single time until you intervene and change something about that four-step pattern. Otherwise, every single time you're bored, you're going to turn to social media, and every time you get a whiff of those freshly baked cookies, you're going to eat one. It has nothing to do with willpower and everything to do with the way our brains are designed. And it might not be the case for everyone where you have a bad habit that needs to be replaced with a healthier one. Maybe you don't have any bad habits, but you want to introduce some healthy habits into your daily life. 
In that case, now that you're familiar with how a habit is carried out, we can get into how to actually form these habits. I'm going to go over eight things that you can do to form healthy habits, get rid of old ones, and make it a lifestyle. Right off the bat, I'm going to get into one of the easiest and most effective ways that I was able to build healthy habits, and that is something called habit stacking. When I learned of this method, I initially thought it wasn't going to work because it's such a simple way of trying to implement a new habit. And so I thought it was just honestly too good to be true, but no, it really works. It worked for me and I think it will for you too. But basically habit stacking is when you take the habit that you want to adopt and stack it next to a habit that you already have. So for example, everyone brushes their teeth in the morning, right? or at least I hope you do, but that's a habit that you know always takes place in the morning. So if you want to get into journaling, let's say, what you could do to make it easier to stick to your word is stack it next to your habit of brushing your teeth. So as soon as you're done and you step out of the bathroom, you know it's time to journal for five minutes. This way, you also don't leave room for any decisions to be made. You are already making that decision in advance that you will be journaling right after you brush your teeth. So there should be no thinking involved and just doing. And let me tell you something, the hard part of carrying out a new habit you want to adopt is giving the action thought and the decision making behind it that's to be made. So if you're habit stacking, you just need to worry about the doing. Don't even think about it. Your brain has a much easier time doing things without thought rather than exerting energy to make decisions. And you and I both know if you're not habit stacking and being proactive, when the time comes for you to carry out that habit, you're going to ask yourself a million questions to get out of actually performing the habit. Like if you didn't habit stack, for example, the journaling with brushing your teeth, what's going to happen is you're going to brush your teeth. Then you're going to ask yourself, should I journal now or after my coffee? Then you're going to go ahead and you're going to have your coffee and then ask yourself again, should I journal now or maybe should I get ready for the day first? And then you get ready for the day and you're like, wait, but I can also journal on my work break, can't I? I have other priorities and my day needs to be started soon, blah, blah, blah. And then it never ends up happening. So whatever habit it is you want to form, make sure to stack it with the current habit that you have now. I personally took advantage of this method when I wanted to get into the habit of getting ready for the day, both makeup and outfit, because I found that I wanted to make it happen, but I would keep putting it off. And then by midday, I saw no point in getting ready because I work from home. So it's not like I was forced to get ready before I leave the house for work. I was working from home and I wanted to get ready just to feel better and perform better. So I habit stocked it with making my bed and opening the blinds. I now know immediately once those two things are done that I'm going straight to my vanity to get ready for the day. And eight months later, this habit has stuck with me and it's been so beneficial in so many ways. The next thing you can do to make sure you're building lasting habits is to design your environment to align with the habits you want in place. Now let's get to the basics for just a moment. Again, if you've read the book Atomic Habits, you'll likely know this, but in order to form any habit, you have got to make it obvious, you've got to make it attractive, you've got to make it easy, and you've got to make it satisfying. And the same goes for getting rid of bad habits. You just do the opposite. Make those habits invisible, make it unattractive, make it difficult, and make it unsatisfying. 
So when I say you've got to design your environment to align with the habits you want in place, I'm referring to what I just mentioned. And you can quite literally apply this to anything. So let's say, for example, you want to start working out, make it obvious by putting it on your vision board, something you see every day. You can make it attractive by going to a new gym you love and more specifically doing a workout you love, maybe even wearing an activewear set you love. And then you can make it easy by setting out your clothes the night before and you can make it satisfying by maybe treating yourself to a smoothie after you're done your workout. Now the opposite. Let's say you want to stop eating junk food. First off, make it invisible by keeping it out of sight in your kitchen or better yet, keep it out of the kitchen completely. Make it unattractive by putting pictures of your goal body or a bold statement on a sticky note that says you want to be healthier on the fridge or cabinet. This way you're reframing your thoughts every time you're in the kitchen in a positive way and you make the junk food look unattractive because then you'll be thinking less about how delicious the junk food is and thinking more about how much better a healthy lifestyle can serve you. Then you're going to make it difficult by putting the junk food at the very back of your fridge or cabinet, or if you're keeping it out of the kitchen, it's going to be difficult regardless because you're going to have to go to the grocery store and then make it unsatisfying by putting $5 in a jar every single time you eat that junk food so that this habit comes at a cost and thus becomes less satisfying. Again, you can apply these laws to absolutely any habit, good or bad, in order to control your behaviors and thus change your habits in the long run. Okay, next up is you cannot expect yourself to perform a habit for a week and then do it on autopilot the next. It is going to take a little bit longer than that. And so you are going to have to consciously and intentionally carry out the actions required to perform the habit you want to adopt. And do this for at least three weeks up to three months, depending on how long it takes you to get used to something. And in these three weeks to three months, you need to actively visualize yourself succeeding. Like really, really try and feel it with all your senses. That visualization is going to be such a powerful motivator because it may change your mind the next time you want to fall back into old habits. For example, if you're a smoker and you visualize what it's like to be free from smoking, to get rid of that smoker's cough and feel like you're breathing in oxygen, feel like you're clearing up your lungs and no longer scared for what the future holds in terms of your health, then you will be less likely to give in and light another cigarette. So visualize often, keep a vision board with you at all times if that makes it easier, Or schedule some time where you just shut your eyes and fall deep into that visualization, kind of like meditation. Next up, one thing people overlook is keeping a goal, a goal of theirs. So many people make goals and then forget about them because they haven't reminded themselves on a daily basis that this is what they're working towards and this is what they want. Life gets busy, life can get hectic. I totally understand why a lot of us would forget about the goals we set. And because we so easily forget about it, it's so important to remind yourself daily of what it is you're working towards. I guess this is a form of manifestation because you're essentially repeating the same outcome every day until it becomes your reality. 
when your goals are fresh in your mind, you have a higher chance of actually working towards that goal versus if you wrote it down once on January 1st and then just expected yourself to work on it at some point throughout the year. Now, there's so many ways that you can do this. I'm repeating myself here, but once again, that vision board can come in so handy because if you set it as your wallpaper, then you will see it every single day when you open your phone or laptop and you'll be reminded of the goal that you're trying to achieve because vision boards are just a visual representation of your end goals. Alternatively, you can write down your goal every single day in a journal, first thing when you wake up, and a more powerful way of writing that goal down is to say the statement in present tense as if you have already achieved that goal. So if you want to make a million dollars a year, you write down, I earn a million dollars a year. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is called manifestation. I will be doing a separate episode on manifestation, so stay tuned for that. Next up, no doubt there will be setbacks in your journey to build healthy habits and get rid of bad ones. And so instead of being afraid of these setbacks, try to use them as learning curves and see them as an opportunity to tweak your habit forming action plan so that eventually it works to your favor. Maybe implementing a new habit isn't working out for you because you haven't made it attractive enough. In that case, go back to the drawing board and brainstorm new ways to make that habit attractive. I want you to look at setbacks as a good thing. If I didn't experience all the setbacks that I did, I would most definitely not be where I am. And if things always worked out the first time around with no obstacles and life would be a breeze and everyone would have the formula to making lasting changes in their life. But unfortunately, some things work out for some people in a certain way and some don't. So you have to go through that journey of finding what works for you. Maybe the way you designed your environment to change a habit of yours is not effective enough. These setbacks will be a great way to communicate that to you. That setback is essentially telling you, hey, you're going to need to tweak a few things so that you can make this work. And that's your answer right there to making progress. Next up, one thing I always remind myself is to focus on systems rather than the goal. Because goals are great, I'm sure a lot of us know this by now, but goals are the end result that we want to achieve. And if we are too focused on the end result and not the work required to get to the end result, then we may not put in that necessary work. And so the idea of focusing on systems is focusing on the techniques that will get you to the end result. For example, habit stacking, which we spoke about earlier, or designing your environment or using habit trackers, the combination of these things are all part of the system that you're going to build for yourself in order to change the habit you want to change. The more focus that you put into the process of reaching your goal rather than the end target, the higher the chance that you will see lasting results. Ask yourself, if you want to live a healthy lifestyle and that's your end goal, what is an individual with a healthy lifestyle do every single day? What are the small habits that they do in their everyday lives? Ask yourself those questions and then do those things. Next up, I've said this time and time again, and that is to focus on one thing at a time. Like if you want to get rid of a bad habit, do that first and then focus on getting rid of the next bad habit you have or the next good habit you want to have. You will simply overwhelm yourself if you try and focus on more than one habit and it's going to be unsustainable. 
your brain only has so much energy, so much focus and power to give out. And if you're overloading it with all these tasks that it's not used to, then it will simply not work out. It's just not the way that we're wired. And I've been there myself where I come up with this entire lifestyle change, new persona, and think that I can wake up the next morning and be a different person. Yeah, that lasts maybe a few days until I'm back into my old routine. So if you want to make lasting changes, focus on one thing at a time, master that. And then once you've mastered it, you can move on to the next. Otherwise, you're just going to be in this vicious cycle of never making progress by focusing on too many things at once. The last thing that I recommend you do is to keep track of your progress. This can be done in a number of different ways. You can use a habit tracker, whether it's digital or on paper. You can write journal entries. You can mark your calendar. You can use a fun app. You can also use a friend or partner to note your progress and kind of watch you from afar. This way you're more likely to hold yourself accountable because you're going to want to save yourself the embarrassment of failing in front of someone else or looking lazy and untrustworthy. And it becomes a promise to not only yourself, but to that person who's watching you as well. It's honestly a great motivator and a great tool. I use it all the time. If I'm trying to adopt a new habit or get rid of a bad one, I just tell my boyfriend of the changes I want to make and we'll just kind of talk about it every day. And that just motivates me a lot. And so the reason why keeping track of your progress can be so effective is that when you're keeping track of your progress on a daily basis, after a few days, you're probably not going to want to break that chain of progress. It's going to be satisfying seeing all the days marked on your calendar where you've hit your goal. And so you're probably not going to want to miss the next day. So then in your mind, you're going to use that as a motivator as well. Your goal becomes not to break the pattern of progress in your tracker. And somehow this can be more effective than actually reaching the end goal. And so to recap, a habit is made up of a cue, a craving, a response, and a reward. And how you can implement healthy habits while getting rid of old ones is through number one, habit stacking. Number two, designing your environment to align with the habits you want in place. Number three, giving yourself enough time for the habit to become a part of your lifestyle. Number four, keeping the goal the goal. Number five, not being afraid of setbacks. Number six, focusing on systems rather than the end goal. Number seven, focusing on one thing at a time. And number eight, using tools that can hold you accountable and track your progress. So that is a wrap. I do hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review. Your feedback means so much to me. The more people that this podcast reaches, the bigger the positive impact we make. So I'd love it if you could do that. And if you don't know yet, I do monthly giveaways where a random person will be selected from those of you who do leave a review. The winner will be announced on upcoming episodes. And if you want an extra entry into the giveaway, make sure to share this podcast or episode via socials and tag me at parmastajmi and at Positive Proof Podcast on Instagram. To everyone else, if you've made it this far, I appreciate you so, so much. And I can't wait to chat with you again in next week's episode. Lots of love, Parmas. <laughs>